Thank you for joining us for this episode of Comply on the Fly with M3 and Karen B. Comply on the Fly is your trusted weekly resource for reliable insight and quick answers on common employee benefits compliance questions. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any employee benefits compliance related guidance or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week is. How can I provide the Summary Annual Report, or SAR, to my plan participants? In answering this question, we have to start with ERISA, or the Employee Retirement Income Security Act. A Summary Annual Report is an ERISA-required document generated out of a Form 5500 filing. If you are not subject to ERISA because you are a governmental entity or sponsor a church plan, then, of course, ERISA doesn't apply here, and you wouldn't be required to provide ERISA documentation. However, most private employers are subject to ERISA. The SAR is only one required ERISA document, and you may not be providing this particular document because you don't file 5500s, because you have less than 100 participants on any of your welfare benefit plans. But there are other ERISA-required documents, such as Summary Plan Descriptions, SPDs, and Summary of Material Modifications, or SMMs, that apply to employers of any size. So although we were asked specifically about the SAR, and it is that time of year when many of you are having to deliver the SAR due to your 5500 filing, the delivery requirements under ERISA would apply to other ERISA-required documents as well. So, there are three methods of delivery for the ERISA-required documents. And remember, these documents are only required to be delivered to participants, which means employees, and not all covered persons such as spouses and or dependents. So, the three methods are hand delivery, mail, and electronic delivery. For hand delivery, it's just that. You hand deliver the document to individuals. It would be wise if you chose this method to have individuals sign off on receipt so that you have proof of delivery. Mail can be first, second, or third class mail, but again, it is important to keep track of individual delivery, so keeping a spreadsheet log of your mailings or a copy of the envelope or cover letter in individual participant files would be a good idea. Finally, electronic delivery, so think email or posting electronically. This would be an acceptable form of delivery, but again, tracking is important for this method. So keeping a copy of an email list or having the ability to run a report of document acknowledgments in an HRIS system would be a good idea. But there is more to electronic delivery that you should be aware of. Of course, the requirement is that you must furnish these documents in a manner reasonably calculated to ensure that the system for furnishing the documents results in actual receipt of the material. So simply posting the SAR or other ERISA documents, such as the SPD, without telling your participants it's there would not be acceptable. Notice must be provided to each participant at the time the document is provided electronically that informs the individual of the significance of the document and the right to request a paper copy. Consent 
to receive ERISA materials electronically is not required if the individual has the ability to effectively access the document furnished in the electronic form at any location where the individual is reasonably expected to perform their duties and has access as an integral part of their job duties. It may also be okay if all your employees have to access an HRIS system in order to enter timesheets or other information on a routine basis, and you can require acknowledgement for these documents. However, the Department of Labor, DOL, has not officially condoned this method yet. If an individual does not have a work email address or does not regularly access the internet or your HRIS system, then you must obtain consent from the employee to provide ERISA documentation electronically. You must also provide a clear statement to the employee outlining what documents will be provided, a process to withdraw their consent, and any required hardware or software needed to access the documents. There are many notices that you as an employer have to provide to your employees. It is important to remember that ERISA-required documentation is important, and you will need to keep track of individual delivery in order to avoid potential issues. And that is your Comply on the Fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.